All right, so on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast today, we have Coach Dave Chips. He is currently the head football coach at McKinnon Upshur Middle School, and I know you will love listening to Coach Chips on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. All right, Coach Chips, welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here, Coach. I'm not sure what to expect, but hey, I'm here. Oh, it's simple, Coach. We're just going to talk some ball, okay. do, do things of that nature. Uh, you know, I've known you for a little bit, Coach, but I don't know much of your your background. I'm sure a listener would love to to know what that is, so just go ahead. Well, I'm a 1977 graduate of Buchanan Upshur High School, last class out of the old school, down where the middle school is now. Uh, played football, uh, played baseball up until my junior year when I concentrated on football, had a chance for a scholarship. Graduated, went and played ball at Westland. I was a defensive back for, well, five seasons. I had a red medical red shirt one year. But uh, other than that, uh, I went right into coaching. My first job was in Webster Springs Elementary Middle School. I was the head football, basketball, and slow pitch men's softball coach. Yeah. Gee whiz, coach. That's, I mean, what did, what did you not do there, I guess? <laughs> well, question. I that's did everything, question. but uh, – I think I lined the field. I had an old guy that actually lined the field for me. That was the only blessing I had. Oh, my gosh. Is that, that's in Webster County, I'm guessing. Yes, here. downtown Webster Springs, what they call Hotel Bottom. Hotel it's, Bottom. What, used to be a big that? resort hotel set in the bottom where the school was, and it burnt down in the early part of the century. I got you. And that's why they call it Hotel Bottom. This is real. It's live. You got announcements at school. That's how this works. <laughs> that's, right. That's cool, Coach. That's awesome. And then after that, I came back to Buchanan uh, Upshur Middle. I was the in-school suspension teacher and assistant football coach under Mike Zanino. Did that for two seasons, then became a graduate assistant at West Virginia Westland. Spent six years there coaching. I was uh, started out as wide receivers coach, then ended up uh, being defensive back coach and coach defensive coordinator for a season so then I left there and came back and decided instead of pursuing coaching you know on the college level I just raised a family here in Buchanan and took the middle school job in 2000 uh well, it was 2006 I took the head job up here was here head coach three seasons and then went back down to the middle school I couldn't get a coach and my sister who was the athletic director Debbie Shapiro asked me to come back down and I've been there ever since that's awesome Quite a journey. What got you into coaching? What made you want to do that? Uh, probably the biggest thing was my high school football coach, Granville Zopp. He was, uh, matter of fact, he still is. He's still alive. He's a role model for me. He was, a, he was the type of coach that he didn't care who you were, what you were, as long as you gave an effort and you were the one that earned the job, you're the one that played. And uh, he was a man of outstanding character, outstanding thing, just in a brilliant football mind. But more than that, he took care of his players. He wanted to be part of their lives and he still is to this day. That's awesome. So people that don't know, give the listener a little background about coach Zoff and kind of what he did here. Cause he's the legend in, here in Buckhannon. He is. He's, he's still, there's still a legend in round center, West Virginia, really. Coach Zoff came here in the early sixties. He was head, hired as a head football coach in 1963, his team, well, they didn't play for it back then. It was appointed. Uh, it was the sports writers named Buchanan Upshur High School state champion. Uh, they uh, they were a powerhouse team. They really were. Nobody even came close. I mean, I think that year they beat Shinston 90 to nothing. And, uh, yeah, it was they were that powerful. 
90 to nothing. Yeah, he had uh, he had a, a running back by the name of Billy Mackey, who ended up, I think, going to Maryland or somewhere with Division One school. They were loaded. They had a heck of an offensive line, everything. I barely remember him as a little kid. I bet uh, my dad drug me to the games, and I barely remember him. Then uh, a little money dispute started over basically that. Coach Zop got the shacks started built where the middle school dresses now, and he left, and in came uh, a gentleman by the name of Joe Michaels. Joe Michaels took him, of course, to a 66 championship. Right. Then Granville came back, I think, in 70, I want to say 72 or 73, and coached right up until the mid-'80s. Okay. So – Man, yeah, Buck Cannon has such a football football history. I didn't realize that till I got yes. here. Yeah, Buck Cannon was the Bridgeport that everybody looks at now of yeah. the state during the seventies when I played. We were the first consolidated one of the first consolidated schools. We had all the businesses. We had all the money. We we had so much equipment. Uh, if it was a muddy game, we changed complete uniforms at halftime. We had two sets of uniforms. Oh, jeez. Yes. Man, that's awesome. Steak dinners before every game. But on the other hand, if you lost, it wasn't good either. Sure. My senior year, we won 29 straight regular season games, and uh, we lost in triple overtime in the mud to Fairmont Senior, seven to nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we walked down Main Street the next day and got cussed. I mean, that's it was that serious. This town closed up and went to the ball games. We played at the field at Westland when they had lights and more bleachers. Mm. Okay. We'd put 5,000 to 6,000 people every game in there. Jeez, that's awesome. Coach, talk about, you know, when you, you've been a middle school coach, high school coach, what is your offensive philosophy? What is, what do you like to do and how do you, how do you like to do that? Well, my, my offensive philosophy basically came around is when I first started coaching, I wanted to do the latest, the greatest, the newest, you know, what the pros are doing, what the colleges are doing. And it didn't take long to realize that, you know, most of the time you don't have the Jimmy's and Joe's on our level to do that. No. And uh, so my philosophy is basically do what your kids can do. What, what can they do? evaluate your talent? Look at your athletic ability. What can your kids do? What can they do? Well, what, what best suits them? Right. And I think that's how I've had my success over the years doing that. That's awesome. We've, we've talked offensive philosophy and scheme a lot. Something I've learned since being here is the T that's something that's been a buckhanded thing for a long time. Talk about that. If you don't mind. Uh, the T was brought here. Well, it was around in the fifties course. It goes back to Bud Wilkinson in Oklahoma. But Code Zop ran the T here, and uh, he called it the flex T. And it's not the true straight T where your backs are all lined up even, all that type of stuff. He moved his backs a little forward, a little back, depending on the play and depending on their speed and their athletic ability and what he wanted to achieve out of it. But the biggest thing that T gives you is it forces defenses to be balanced. Yeah. They can't overload one side. They can't overload the other. Even, even if they're putting – if they put 11 men in the box, there's ways to get around it. And I've seen teams try to do that with us, you know, put eight, nine, ten, ten guys up in the box thinking we're going to run only. And uh, it, it, if you've got the people who can open a hole and, and get your running backs through it, you don't need much of a hole. That's the beautiful thing about it is the technique up front is basically block, run the circle, give, give your back a crack. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing, that's the hardest thing to teach your running backs is to trust the hole. Yeah. They, they want to bounce, especially if they've been in an offense where they've had seven, eight, nine yards to look at the hole and bounce and find the hole. Mm -hmm. Trust the hole. It'll be there. You just got to keep running the hole. Get your four yards, then start your cutting. That's right. the biggest thing, hardest thing I've seen with the T to teach your running backs. Yeah, and I remember I played offensive line, but I played running back on scout team a couple of times, and the outside always looked good. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, I got tackles, you know. So it's, I, it's one of those things. How do you teach that to your backs? What's, what's something you like to do to, to help them with that? 
repetition, repetition. Basically, we just we run on tires. And the reason I do plays on tires, a lot of guys like to lay the fire hose down, all that stuff. But a tire is about the size of a human being's butt, basically. Yeah. Okay. And that makes them do that. And I give them aiming points. Mm -hmm. This is where you hit. This is and our quarterback goes straight down the line, and that is also the handoff point that right behind that guy's butt. Uh, okay. If you you know if you think about your off tackle your things you want your quarterback to go straight down that line and make that handoff right at that hole, mm -hmm. and that kind of forces your back to hit up in there. Now, some backs, man, it's hard to break them of that. Once you convince them that they if they hit up in that hole, they're going to get their yards. Then thing, good things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Then you'll start to see it because the offense is not designed to be a great big play offense. Mm -hmm. It's designed to get four yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, anything after four yards is a bonus. Right. So any, any play that you get four yards is a win because three, fours are 12 and you got a first down. There you go. Yeah. First downs and short games are, uh, I think that's the, that's the ticket for us here at Buckhannon. Well, and that, and that takes your defense off the field a lot. You know, it takes, puts a, takes the pressure off them. The more you have the ball, the less the other team has the ball and a chance to score. Very true. You talked about defense coach. What's your, what's your defense? What do you like for on defense? What's your, what's your thing? Man? I'm a, Right now, we're 4-4 down to middle school. And the reason we're 4-4, we're starting to see more and more spread offenses. It can still give me eight guys in the box, but I can easily adapt to the spread formations out of the 4-4. Yeah. It, uh, it allows me to, if I want to go to a 4-3, I can also drop to a five, back into a 5 real quick, a 5-3, a 5-2, depending on what we want to do. And it's just simply of moving maybe one guy to do that. Right. So that's, that's why I kind of like it. Plus, we haven't had an overabundance alignment until the last year or so. Right. And uh, we've had more kind of we had a couple inside linebackers, but more of the hybrid type outside linebackers, def defensive end slash linebacker, the in-between guys. Mm -hmm. We haven't really had the true defensive ends. You'd need to run a five down mm -hmm. to middle school. And that's why we've kind of run a four the last few years. That's awesome. Talk about coverage wise. What's what do you like? What do you like there? Well, I can talk all day, but right now I'm a zone guy. OK, uh, for, in, with, for middle school football. Uh, most of the time, we don't have the athletes to play man to man, especially against the teams, the bigger receivers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, when I was at the high school level up here, we had some sex with uh, cover three. You know, we like to go to the zone to cover three over top, but we also would go to cover two and we kind of play man underneath. Oh, okay. That's We'd cool. lock up them depending on the team, especially these teams that like to dink and dunk, yeah. you know, little short passes, things like that. But the thing that scares me about high school kids with man is they want to lock in on that man and they forget about the run. So yeah. next thing you know, here comes a sweep and they're running backwards with the receiver down the field. Right. They're basically blocking themselves. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the scary thing for me, but I'm a zone guy and I, I believe in playing the middle of the zone and breaking on the ball. Mm -hmm. And that's another tough thing to teach a kid is to stay in the middle of that zone and play the ball. Mm -hmm. Quit. You know, the only thing you play on the man is deep as the deepest receiver. Right. But they want to, they want to tend to lock up and slide to the sideline, stay in the middle of their zone, breaking on the ball. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing about seven on sevens. That helps with that a lot. That's a, that's a whole other topic. We, uh, seven on sevens, coach, when you were coaching in high school, and y'all do a middle school too with seven on sevens? We've done them, so, yes. What's, I go back and forth with I hate them, but they're necessary, so I never want to do them. What, what, what are your, what's your thoughts on, on the seven on seven deal in the summer? Offensively, I think they're worthless. I'll be honest with you, uh, for what I do. Now, you guess your quarterback gets to throw the ball. Yes, your receivers get to catch a ball. For your def actual defensive backs, your corners and safeties, I think there's some value. 
because that's a good time to teach them stay in the middle of the zone and break on that ball. You can get them to believe in that a little bit, mm -hmm. but really offensively, unless you're a passing team, I don't think you get much out of it. To be honest yeah. with you. Uh, the other one's a lineman challenge. I mean, a tug of war is not really a good indication of, you yeah, know, no. you ought to be deadly on tug of war with you know, the big line you got. Yeah. You gave us, yeah. It's you given us goodness gracious. They are big boys. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, the defensive back play, I think, benefits the most. Passing game, unless you're an empty, it's hard to, you know, do a whole lot in the 707 world. Well, when I did so, when I do 707, I don't even really run my offense. I just basically draw a bunch of plays up on a card. We practice those, and yeah. it's mostly spread formations and five receivers out. And I never understood the seven on seven. It's basically five on seven. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where the numbers come from. I guess they count yeah. the center, you know, the quarterback. Like, right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, some, I know from being at different places, some people get real into them in the summer and that's like their whole, their whole deal. I just, I just can't go. Well, and a good example, how worse it is. We went up one year, I think it was my second year. We went up to university of Morgantown university. When all these schools were up there, big tournament, seven on seven tournament. Yeah. Went up and won the darn thing. Oh, okay. Geez won two ball games the whole year. I mean, yeah, everybody thought, man, but Canada is going to be loaded. They won the seven on seven. Yeah. Well, when it came to pass rush and blocking and all that other stuff, there's a whole lot of other factors go in on that. Yeah. I mean, pass rush and collision routes and, you know, they, they, <laughs> it's not like you can just drop back and sling it every yeah. play, you know, uh, that's wild. Coach, talk about your special teams philosophy. Some guys are conservative. Some guys are like riverboat, riverboat gamblers. What's your, what's your, I would say I'm conservative on it, especially kicking off. Uh, I've just had too many bad, strange things, lost too many games on one play. I just kid not make, fall down, make, make a coverage. Unless I got a kicker and put it in the end zone, I like to, I like to squib it. I like to make it tough to pick up. Sure. I figure they're going to get the ball probably about the 30-yard line anyway, unless you've got a kicker can boom them clear to the end zone every time. Right. So why give them a nice, easy ball to catch? Make, it, make them work for it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a – punting-wise, I'm a directional punter. I believe don't give him a chance to do it. If you have a punter, it can do it. If you have a punter, it sucks. Definitely teach him to kick to the sideline. Yeah. At least try to limit the, the area that the guys have to run. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of my philosophy. On now in returns, that's a little different on the, on the other side of the ball. Uh, I'm definitely a wall guy. Now, I haven't done it the last couple of years in middle school. Really haven't had the athletes to really put it in. Okay. Sure. But I love to run a wall. We've had, we had good success up here. I took a few punts back. I've got a nice little wall set up that I really like. And, uh, kids you know, seem to be able to do it. If you can get a couple kids that can lead block and some of your linemen can at least move and get downfield enough to set up that wall and you can get behind it. But the thing I'm finding anymore, and you may be running into this too. There's a lot of schools that don't really have a punter like they used to. No, it's hard to get a good punt to field nowadays. So you're almost better off to just go try to block it and, if you get a good punt and let the kid get what he can get, you know, and or fair catch it and, and take the ball and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, what would be some advice you would give to a, somebody thinking about getting into coaching? Um, what's something you wish you knew when you started? Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I wish I knew when I started. Yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't have been a coach. But oh, no. <laughs> geez, yeah, all the stress. Stuff yeah. Like. I think I gained 50 pounds in three years when I became the head coach up here. But, oh, man. Uh, no, nah, it's exaggerating, but one far off, uh, best advice I'd give a coach, be yourself, study the game, never quit being a student of the game. It's when you think, you know, everything that's when you probably have not become a good coach. 
the best advice I can give somebody. That's really good, Coach. Coach, thank you for coming on. This is awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. Anytime. And uh, glad glad they be here. And I'm, I'm glad you're up here coaching. Buchanan Upshire, Coach. I think you're going to do good things. Yeah, it's, it's a good place, good people. And uh, it's good to get to know you and have have a good friendship. And yeah. so this is fun. We can, uh, we can do this. Uh, do this again for sure oh no problem i uh I, when it comes to talking football i'm willing to do that just about any time and uh so but uh i got you know a couple of quick questions for you you're talking about uh, possibly a new offense and i haven't had a chance to look at it all yet sure. uh, is it kind of be a combo offense or yeah kind of incorporate it, what you do a little bit of some other people's and stuff yeah. like that so i mean it, you take a job and you, know, you have things that you like things that yeah. hey i think this would work here and then um, you get to know the people in the place and, hey, there's some things that we need to, to mold and change because, you know, we need to be better on offense going forward. And yeah. uh, a lot of stuff me and you have talked about uh, with some of, you know, the, the verbiage of what you did here in the middle school, plus what kind of the verbiage we have used last year. Uh, so some tea, some gun. Uh, I think the eye is great. Uh, but you can get everything you want out of the eye of the T, in my opinion. Mis yes. Misdirection. Uh, so that's the direction that we'll, we'll go. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really am. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It really is. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think every every place has a culture and things that work for it. And you have to, as a as the head coach, you got kind of got to find what works. I don't know if you can come in and be like, this is what I think. You need to go and assimilate. Mm -hmm. what is there and what people have done and had success with and i mean i'm a three back person by nature i grew up in the wing t and three back is three back it's just how do you right. align them and uh, i think we got some good backs and then we can also go spread if we need to with some of those guys too so i think that would be good i do coach i appreciate you having me on i really do yeah, anytime coach you're the man yeah, you took yeah. some time out of here to, out of your busy schedule be up here with us oh busy re retired schedule that's it <laughs> awesome man